Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Everybody, how are you going? How are you, Tam? Hi, I'm good. Thank you, Michelle. Very excited to have this amazing woman on our show today. Look, she's okay. Uh, <laughs> I am, no, I'm very excited. I'm excited to introduce our very special guest today. Uh, she is a model, a Twitch streamer, a disability advocate. Her name is Cherie Louise. She also happens to be my best friend. She's an absolute babe. Uh, she recently signed with ZBD Modeling Agency, which is specifically for representation of diverse people. I'm very excited to talk to her because she is the epitome of what it means to be killing it. However, we, we what does that even mean? Cherie, yeah. how are you? Do you, feel like you're kill- Do you feel like you're killing it in life? Do people say that to you all the time? Um, look, I get a lot of people constantly on Instagram telling me how great and amazing I am. Um, (laughs) but for me, um, I don't know this, there's a thing where strangers tell me things and then people who know me personally tell me things. So, um, and also when people are basing their judgments off of just what's on my Instagram or something like that, um, I think it's, uh, there's a lot of differences in there. And personally, I feel like I'm getting to a point where I would be comfortable with saying that I'm killing it. <laughs> um, I don't feel like I'm there yet, but yeah. I do have the things that are on the horizon that are potentially going really? to hopefully happen, which yeah. would actually make me feel like, holy crap. Um, I'm fucking killing it. Like I'm there, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, I hope I will be able to say that soon. It's such a weird thing. And it's like the the reason that we named it that um, particular thing is that we get told that all the time. Even yeah. And it's it's because people see what you're doing on social media, exactly what you're saying. But you yeah. might not necessarily feel like you're at that yeah. point. And I like I think definitions of success change over time yeah. as well. But we'll talk. We'll definitely talk about that um, a yeah. little bit later. But we we're best friends. We met via Twitter which we'll talk about in a, a bit as, um, as well. But for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and what you are passionate about? Sure. Um, so my name's Cherie. I'm from New Zealand. I moved to Australia when I was 15, 16 years old. I started out as a fashion stylist, uh, which is actually how Michelle and I met. So I came to Australia, did a little bit of fashion studies um wanted to be a designer and then I got into styling through that and I was I think I was 19 years old I was living in the Gold Coast and I was just like I need to do something I was working a a, a crappy job I was working at a call center I hated it um and I was like I'm just gonna send it you know and I I started like 
um, I, I somehow like emailed and called a bunch of people at Maya and was like, I want to like use your stuff as a stylist. And I got a partnership with them in the Gold Coast with nothing behind me. You know, like no experience, nothing. I just, <laughs> I just did it. I was like, you know, talk to someone. <laughs> and I just, that, that was my thing early on was just the long shots, which mm. rarely follows through. And you have to follow through as well, because you mm. have to say, I'm going to d- deliver this and then deliver it. So yeah. I was like, okay, I've got this partnership. I need to So this is a very long winded way of telling you about myself, but no, this is great. We have it time. It's, a, it's, a um, it's fine. And, it's fine. <laughs> and I, so I was like, okay, so to back that up, maybe I should do like a magazine feature. Okay, cool. And I, what I did was I went, I went and bought a bunch of fashion magazines and I went through them and I tried to find the fashion magazine that fit me the most and my story, which I'll also have to get into. And I found some of the writers' names. I found them on Twitter and I DM'd. So I picked a magazine, which was Clear Magazine. I was like, this one kind of fits me the most because it's not your teenage girl magazine. It was more of a mid-20s demographic, um, still the fashion influence, not too gossipy, anything like that. So reputable, you know? Mm. And they do lifestyle features as well. So, uh, yeah, I split in the DMs of one of the writers and I was like, I'm actually going to Melbourne to do a shoot with Michelle Grace Hunter as I was styling a shoot that she was shooting. And part of the arrangement we had with the model was that I was actually going to do a shoot with Michelle as well. Um, Instead of basically getting payment for the styling was that I was getting a photo shoot. It was a great deal. And um, (laughs) so I pitched this to the magazine and they said, hell yes, let's do it. And we did an interview. We did the photo shoot with Michelle. We got a Clio feature. And that was kind of my step into fashion styling. Um, And what the magazine feature was about, you might be wondering, why the hell would a magazine want to write about you? Yes. Um, Why would a magazine want to write about you, Cherie Louise? I, like, skipped over this a bit earlier. I didn't realize. Um, So when I was six years old, I was diagnosed with bone cancer. And that was in my left pelvis so in the bone um and essentially I was flown to Auckland from New Plymouth where I lived um within a few months of you know chemo and stuff like that they went to my parents and they said look um we're gonna have to operate if we don't operate she dies if we do operate there's going to be a 20% chance of amputation but we're not actually going to know until we're in there and we can see what's happening and so that was what they had to do in the end. And so they amputated my leg and it's a full, very rare amputation where half of my pelvis is gone as well as the entire leg. So it's called a hemipelvectomy. And I spent 10 months total in hospital. I was extremely fortunate. Um, I got through remission clear. The cancer never came back. Um, which is the most challenging part of having cancer, I think, is the worry that it's going to come back. So I got through my five years, clean sweeped it. It was very hard um, being that age, being in hospital, not understanding 
deaf, not understanding what cancer really is. I'd only seen like a girl on TV with cancer and I knew that she lost her hair. And that's all I knew about cancer was that I was going to lose my hair. <laughs> and that no, was like, I... what, that's what I cried about. <laughs> yeah. And I remember you telling me the story about when you woke up and they had, they told you that they had amputated your leg and you got really mad because you were like, you didn't tell me that that was going to happen. Yeah. Well, what happened was before the operation, so they sat me and my mum in a room and they had like a doll and they're trying to explain to me on the doll what could happen um, during the surgery. And so they were telling me about the best case scenario first, which was that uh, the details are foggy, but they would remove part of the hip and it would be in a, a, I think it's called an internal hemipalvectomy instead of an external hemipalvectomy. So an external is where they take the whole thing and the leg and an internal is where they just take the pelvic bone and they do some kind of make reconstruction or something. They try and like, yeah. But the tech back then didn't really exist. So when you read my, my kind of surgery consultation paper that I have with my parents are telling them how the reconstruction isn't possible right now, but maybe there'll be something good 20 years down the line. But in the meantime, it's going to be just like a kind of dead weight leg. Yeah. Tied together. Um, and I would, they were telling me about that first in mm-hmm. nicer terms, you know, and yeah. how I would probably have to use it. You're six years at the time. So it's like they're trying to. I remember being told you'll have to use crutches and be in a cast for like at least like six months or something. And I was like, hell no. And I just shut off (laughs) and I just started crying. And I was like, I don't want to cast. And yeah. And so so from that point, you didn't really take anything anything after that. So I didn't actually hear them tell me you could lose your whole leg. Like that wasn't Mm -hmm. on the cards for me. I was like, yeah. I just like shut it out after that. So waking up from my surgery and I'm drugged up as hell, you know, and I'm like in ICU and I'm just like feeling around. And I was like, mom, there's something on my hip because you don't know what it feels like for something to not be there. So it felt like there was something there because it felt Mm. different. I was like, mom, there's Mm. something on my hip. And she's like, there's nothing on your hip. (laughs) Literally nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's like and so my mom had to be like your legs like gone and I was like man what like and I was like obviously broke down and I was like you didn't tell me like they were gonna take the whole thing and she's like telling me you know like they did tell you but you were upset and yeah um but I'd like I um like speed ran that part of it you know like I was out of ICU in a day Oh my um, God. and back in the ward like I was only in ICU wow. for a day I oh yeeted my myself out of that so that was um you know and then they got me onto crutches and I was around the wards like, with my drip you know just like <laughs> um <laughs> drip swag. I wanted just drip to be swag. like up and about as soon as I could but I was also chemo <laughs> did such a huge number on me I was sick all the time um <laughs> just constantly vomiting and, and yeah it wasn't a good time back then they didn't really have the drugs to counter it back yeah. then yeah. um how so did that was how it happened yeah for? was it was it years months like what, what the was, chemo yeah 
Uh, so the chemo was about 10 months. So there was, I think, three months before the surgery and then another, like, seven months after. I think I went yeah. into a hospital, like, in the December of one year and then a surgery was in March, I think, of the following year. Mm-hmm. So they had me in there for a bit trying to figure out what was happening, how fast it was progressing, um, and trying to reduce it, and it just wasn't happening. And I so, yeah, I just can't imagine how your mum would have processed all of that. And to look at a wee, a gorgeous yeah. girl, and trying to see your grief and explain and be brave for you. My gosh, what a woman she must be. Yeah, yeah, she's really great. It um it would have been hard for sure, especially when I'm six years old and I'm just like looking dad in the face and I'm like, Mom, am I gonna die? Like, because to me it's just like a casual question, you know. And she's just yeah. like, she's just like, I don't know. Like, and she she never told me like, no, you're absolutely not gonna die. Um, wow. she would say, we don't know. So, mm. um, how did that make you feel? Do you remember when you were that little, just being like, how I don't did that remember happen? very much? Um. Mm. I, rem- I don't think I was ever scared of death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I don't remember being scared I of dying. At that age, I think, too. It's like, you're so young. It's like... Um, well, I never those- lost someone. So I don't yeah, know what, what that even meant. Meant or how yeah. it affected the people around me. I just knew that, like, yeah, it might happen. It might not. And I'm just you know I was just basically taking it a day at a time you know I'd be I'd be more focused on the daily things that were happening like am I gonna get a cheeseburger today um, <laughs> like <laughs> even though I couldn't eat it you know I would want a cheeseburger even though I couldn't take those who don't know as well Sheree does hold <laughs> the world record for eating cheeseburgers the quickest that I've ever seen a human possibly eat a cheeseburger so I'm back then surprised. they had a Macca's in the hospital so yeah. there was like you would have been down, inhaling inhaling those burgers like yeah i've got photographic <laughs> evidence of this as well so just in case um, eat these burgers now is that like a, like your favorite oh yeah that's like my oh, favorite yeah. food it's like oh, burgers. Burgers. an insanely <laughs> beautiful <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh if i was like eating cheese oh forget about i don't it. get them all the time but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i went for a phase where i suddenly was <laughs> oh, no, and um <laughs> those who don't know or can't see you you're you're permanently on crutches now and um you kind of mentioned it earlier but the type of amputation that you have is really high which means that you can't have a prosthetic or they don't have the type of prosthetic that would make your life any better but they tried at the start was that right they tried to give you Um, like a little so i can have a prosthetic so what happened was i i had one basically like straight away when i was coming out of hospital um, because that was the normal process you know you get your leg mm. amputated you get a prosthetic and um being a child and this prosthetic so how it works is like I know you're not going to be able to see this on a podcast but I'm going to show you as I <laughs> um so you don't have a residual limb that fits into a socket with my type yeah. of amputation mm-hmm. um so how it fits onto your body is that this uh, essentially a socket that wraps around your midsection like a corset mm. and you that wraps it around you and that's what holds it on to you right. so like and a belt kind of, like a belt around like your waist belt. and then you'd have very a very thick of, made of plastic very thick. yeah uh, very uncomfortable. uncomfortable 
very yeah. uncomfortable like digs into your ribs and then you sit into that and then walking you have to kind of swing your entire body because you've got no leverage you've got no knee joint you've got no hip joint mm-hmm. so your two points of raising the leg are not there you cannot raise the leg up a step you cannot um, walk up a hill foot over foot um there's no do you need and very heavy yeah and essentially um I tried that um I tried the first one and it just didn't happen because I was so fast on my crutches when I was a kid I played soccer I played volleyball I played badminton I was doing everything and if I still are pretty fast by the way straight yeah yeah but now I'm just like I'm kind of lazy now so I don't like doing that but I've seen I've seen you at festivals and you know getting that <laughs> stuff, so yeah that's a, that's a different story um, that is a, that is a great story yeah <laughs> but I uh so I was very active as a child and I wanted to be out in the and like the schoolyard playing with the kids and doing tag and all those kinds of things and if I wore like I couldn't do any of that I couldn't climb trees and all the things we did back then um yeah so I just never used it I tried it a little bit and I was like this sucks like I can't do anything with this I might look like I have two legs but I'm still gonna walk funny Mm -hmm. um like people are still gonna know that I have some kind of disability so if it makes me slower it's not worth and doesn't even stop people from staring at me which was one of the most annoying things of a kid was people staring Mm -hmm. at me then why would I use it yeah and then I got to high school age and I was afraid, I was terrified of going to high school um, because, again, I had to meet a whole new school of people with one leg and I was terrified of that. So I was like, maybe I should get a leg before I go into high school. And I tried it again. I had the same issue. Was mm-hmm. that, and, you know, at, at the high school, it was a whole different story as well because we had two-story buildings, mm-hmm. whereas my previous schools, it was all one story. So there would so have been times stairs. where you had stairs and yeah, yeah. so it just would have been a Every day would have been stairs yeah. and books, like all these books I've never had before, mm. all this stuff. So I just, I just, you know, been it's that like, one whatever. as well. Yeah. And they take so long to make. And mm. in New Zealand, it's only in Auckland that they have the limb center. So you would be making multiple trips back and forward to get it fitted. And it's not quick. It's mm. so many alterations. So many things that change. You think it's finished, then you use it for a bit, and it's like, oh, this actually really hurts. I need this change, mm-hmm. um, or it's not aligned properly, and it's causing another problem, and yeah. with my back or something like that. Mm-hmm. So people don't realize the amount of work that actually goes into getting a limb as well. They think, I'll oh, just buy one, like as though I can mm-hmm. just get it from Kmart or something. It's just, you know, <laughs> this should take a long time to make, yeah. and it's every time you go and you think it's done. And it's not like your heart breaks all over again. Mm. Um, so it's heartbreaking. Yeah, well, I yeah. want to ask a little bit about that teenage time of your life mm. because that's it is just such a fragile time for anybody um, growing up. And mm. um, I mean, yeah, it just breaks my heart um, hearing about you having to go up flights of stairs and and kind of doing all of that. Um, what what was it like in trying to grow your body confidence um through those teenage years and and I guess where are you at with it all now because 
from us looking at your amazing um your modeling work and um seriously everyone you have to go and look at at Sheree Louise's um, <laughs> Instagram and modeling work she is like I can't stop staring at her because she's so gorgeous <laughs> like um girl crush and- girl crush now you know yeah, why she's yeah. my bestie <laughs> she's so beautiful I get to yeah. look at her face she's so beautiful um but yeah I want to hear about that that body confidence from teenage life and in, in into to now um what's yeah. it like well teenage years it just it simply did not exist I would just not enjoy ever being out in public because people would stare at me if I was out in public and I would walk past a shop window and I saw my reflection I would physically feel like a cringe within myself like it just felt so uncomfortable just seeing my own reflection I would just this is like recoiling feeling just looking at myself um and you know coming up into those end of your teenage years when it gets to the romantic part of your life and just feeling like I wasn't attractive or anything like that um all those insecurities about you know I'll never find love as well as work um they all came down to how I saw myself and my body um so I think it was like I was talking about earlier I got to when I was about 19 and I was just very insecure about myself and what people would think of me um because I'd moved to Australia and I was very much online because I didn't like going out so I'd spend all of my time on the internet and on Twitter this is how I remember Sheldon's on, on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I would sit at home, I would play video games and I would hang out on Twitter. And all of these, the only people I knew anymore since I'd moved to a new country and I hadn't met anyone, they didn't really know I had one leg because it wasn't a thing that just comes up when you're playing a video game or you're just tweeting, you know? And we didn't have Instagram at that point. So it wasn't photo-based. It was all just conversation based back then yeah uh, yeah I was saying media. to Tam how I don't know how long we knew each other but I didn't know that you were an amputee yeah. until literally yeah. the day the day before you came to Melbourne like the first day that I met you yeah uh, because the other girl that we were working with just kind of was like oh just by the way just so you know <laughs> and I was like oh okay cool whatever so that I, I had I didn't have any idea yeah. not that it had it didn't make absolutely any effect obviously yeah. but it was like it was definitely something I guess that you didn't make super obvious to anybody yeah. at the time well it's just this awkward thing you know like the things we talk about on twitter back then mm-hmm. it's not about we didn't really talk about you know that kind of stuff um and it would would have for me to randomly just tweet like that i was an amputee it would have just not like it would have just been super random you know yeah. because it wasn't something that came up in conversation people weren't really asking me about my life and stuff yeah. like that we were all just memeing all the time we're just totally um, memeing and talking about that music yeah. mainly uh, and, and also I, too, would... I think it was very much before any type of disability advocacy or oh yeah diversity I didn't inclusion know stuff we didn't see any of this stuff like it was still this no. is you know 2010 2011 yeah like, like no then. instagram it was just oh, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. and yeah. facebook um so I had this huge insecurity that um, people would find out I have one leg and they wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore, that kind of thing. Um, so it wasn't just romantic stuff. It was about just everyday friendships and everything. I was like, ah, oh, I'm scared that 
these people I'm friends with on Twitter are going to find out I have one leg and I'm just going to notice a shift in how yeah. they treat me. And, um, and did you, or did you feel like it was in your, your head in terms no. of like, yeah, like what was No, not like? at all. I did this. So my way of confronting this fear was to do the magazine feature, right? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to put out an article talking about how I'm an amputee, my story and how I now want to embrace it. Yeah. And it was like your coming out moment, wasn't it? It was kind of like you're yeah. announcing to the world. It was so right? weird. It was like, I had to just, because I couldn't be bothered, just people finding out and stuff. I was like, I'm just going to send it. I'm going to do a magazine feature. I'm going to tweet it. And people yeah, are just the most public way possible. Yes. Let's just go like national magazine. Yeah. You're going to notice this is a trend for me yeah. now. Yeah, yes. this is, Can we this talk is very about- much personality. So and, um, <laughs> no oh, one good. treated me any differently. People were so nice and supportive. Um, and it was obviously, you know, all in my head. And there, I think there are people in the world that would treat me differently, but I was just fortunate that they weren't within my circle at that yeah. point in time. So yeah. Yeah. that was well, my way yeah. of overcoming that part of it. But then when it came to body confidence, like that wasn't the end of it. Mm-hmm. um that was just the start of yeah. me getting through things and yeah. it wasn't until I was trying to pinpoint it earlier like when did I first really put myself out there and start pushing like my comfort zones and stuff and I think yeah. it was five years ago Michelle and I we were planning some kind of trip and we needed swimsuits and we went to I think H&M mm-hmm. and we got a couple of cute swimsuits and I never want a swimsuit to the beach. I hadn't gone to the beach since I was a kid. I hadn't done any of that. So I brought the swimsuit, this one piece. And I didn't know if I was going to wear it or not, but it looked cute in the changing room. Michelle thought it was cute. So I was like, okay. I'll get Hell it. yeah, I did. <laughs> and um, I posted, like, I went home and I posted a mirror selfie wearing it eventually. Yeah. Um, so this was when Instagram was a thing. Yeah, Instagram came about. I was very early on, didn't have many followers or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. I posted this mirror selfie, and I just remember sitting there in front of my phone for about two hours with it just drafted. And I was just staring at it and didn't know. Like, I was just so scared. Mm -hmm. I was just like anxious. I'm just sitting there and I just couldn't hit the button. And I just remember sitting there for so long. Um, And eventually, I just hit the button. And then I just didn't look at my phone and I went to the supermarket. Yeah. Um, and I think I, it got like instantly shared by some page with like a bunch of followers. Um, it's like a, dis- uh, a page that features like disabled models and that kind of thing. Mm. And so I just had like hundreds of followers coming in mm. and I was like, holy crap like that was my first time kind of having like this influx of people coming in and people were being super supportive and um you know only saying lovely things to me no one said anything bad and I talked about how recently like in the caption of the photo I talked about how recently my boyfriend had taken me to the beach and it was my first time that I'd gone to the beach since I was a child and um how nice it was like mm. that was kind of it um yeah. you know there was no one else on the beach it was just me and him but yeah I kind of talked about that and that story I think maybe resonated with a few people and that was the first time five years ago that I actually put a photo on my Instagram that pushed 
those boundaries and that helped me overcome a fear of wearing a swimsuit so it was just very again a very public way of just stepping over something (laughs) and being like okay well everyone's seeing me in a swimsuit now so (laughs) I can't be scared of that anymore well, I, I remember when it must have been not that long after when we did a photo shoot at the beach in front of like a bunch of people <laughs> and you were in a swimsuit. It wasn't that long. Like, cause I, that I was remember, a couple of years ago. It was two years ago. Two or three. I think actually it was about three maybe because, you know, last year was like a write-off. But, um, I that one. 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020. Was, I can't, yeah, but I, I remember that... Um, I don't yeah. think you'd been to the beach that often with like a lot of people and stuff. And then, and so we, no. we decided to do a photo shoot because you were going to be featured in another magazine, which yeah. is actually a hilarious story. Um, anyway, cause <laughs> I made, I made, I made Cherie get in the water with these huge waves and we're like almost knocking her over. And it's just the most the beach amazing photo. The beach is packed. <laughs> She's getting smashed with waves, but looking against rock. just against a rock, <laughs> balancing oh, herself. Uh, we'll have to put the photo like oh, up on Instagram photo. so yeah. people can yeah. see. Yeah, it's and it's the most yeah. stunning photo you've you'll die. When you one see of it. my favorite photos. Cherie's oh. just like looking like just so <laughs> incredible. Like, oh, oh my god, waves don't even bother me. She's getting <laughs> smashed by these, and I'm just like nearly dropping my camera because it's like you know. Anyway, but it, I mean, it just really goes to show that like I do feel like your moments are like those progressions are so big. They're just like oh, and now I'm doing this yeah. in front of all these people. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a slow burner, but when I take my steps, I'll do it like that. I'll be like, I'm yeah, just gonna like relax massive. for six months, yeah. and then boom, I'll do something. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, and I think but it works for me, you know. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's actually a common thread that we're finding with these amazing people that we're getting on the pod is that there's a common thread here of of basically people saying go hard or go home, go all in, and just really, mm. you know try and just drop any sort of fear that you have which everyone has that fear but just yeah. get nothing, out there nothing happens when you're comfortable that's fact like it yeah. just doesn't it doesn't it's happen. so you easy to, to say as well but it's so yeah. like it, it, is it really is when true. it comes down to the point and that's yeah. I think is why I space these things out so much in my life I always think back and I'm like oh if I'd done all this you know like six years ago yeah. I would have just been like blown up by now but at the same time maybe I wouldn't have been able to manage it mentally if I'd done oh, it all yeah, at once. It's in yeah. the, it's happened in the right time frame. So, um, um, I can't, I can't think like that. You know, I have to be like, well, there's a reason that these things are happening at the pace that they are. And honestly, back nine years ago, this representation, it, it just wasn't happening. These brands yeah. weren't looking for a disabled bottle to use in their campaign. They just yeah. weren't look, considering it. Yeah. And I'm at a point now where I was like back then I was like modeling no Mm. that won't work um Mm. for multiple reasons and it was something that I built up myself I built my social following um through various for various reasons good and bad and (laughs) now it's at a point where these very reputable brands are approaching me because they are looking for someone like me and that's amazing I don't have to go out and send out my long shots anymore and be like, mm. I hope and pray that this brand will work with me. Yeah. Um, they're looking no, for you it. You get to choose. You choose. It's a, yeah. Whole, yeah. it's a whole different game now. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. I really want to ask you the, I really want to um, dig into the the, the troll thing. Because um, Michelle's, and obviously your Instagram post that you put your, your most recent Instagram post. And Michelle's told me a bit about the story as well. 
um, about, you know, you posting pictures of yourself and, and particularly that famous shot that's on your Instagram and that people were saying you photoshopped your leg off, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about. Sorry, the, I'm again, laughing, but it's so ridiculous because I'm like, I love it. Oh, she photoshops her leg off in every photo. Like, I mean, talk about everyone effort. Everyone. Oh, like, I'm rigged. I know. And it's like there's videos out there of me doing yeah. like the virtual catwalk and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> the oh skills God. available, but yeah. Oh, uh, and it's so good how you tackled it too. And and also like Michelle being like, whoa, those are some insane Photoshop <laughs> skills, being able to do that with like a mirror. What happened just clone, with that? Just the clone skill, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah t- there, was a, there was one particular incident that I guess kind of blew up. And I mean, there's been a couple over the years, but um, one, in, I guess a couple in particular where there was like a lot of trolling that came your way, yeah. which was kind of, a newish thing. How long ago was that now? Like two years? Uh, I think it was think three because I remember being on tour. I think it was. Yeah, you were actually, away. No, yeah, I was away. Yeah, I remember being away. Um, I think I, I, mean, I had come back to Melbourne and I've been here for maybe a year and it's coming up three years now. So it's around yeah. two years. Ago. I remember mm. being on tour and getting, um, speaking to Joel about it and being really upset about it because I, I get really I probably get more upset about this stuff than you do you do get more upset than I do Michelle Michelle probably shed more tears very, over it than I'm I do. very emotional I did <laughs> I was can. really I, I just you know Mama Mishy get very protective yeah. so very, um very yeah. much but yeah me, which was great um so what happened was um I was on Twitter and <laughs> there was so I've just got to explain this in the, the simplest way I can for people in case they don't use Twitter. So this is format in which people will tweet a question and they're fishing for funny replies, you know, so that it will go viral or whatever. Yeah. Um, so someone tweeted, tell me your age and something you can't do. And so I quote tweeted that. So a quote tweet is when you reply to a tweet in a way that people can see your tweet and the original tweet at the same time. So it's a way that they can see the question and the answer. So I quote tweeted it and I said, uh, I am 27, I think I was, and yeah. I can't cross my legs. And that was my reply to their question. <laughs> and it was kind of just like a joke for my followers who know yeah. me. Um, and uh, someone who didn't know me replied and said, just LMAO, why? Mm. and I responded to that so as you can imagine these tweets are now piling up into like a a nest or like a, a thread. thread yeah it's like a yeah. thread that you go through yeah. to get back to the so you can original. read the whole yeah 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 you can read the whole conversation and then I replied just simply just with a photo of myself in the mirror just like a mirror selfie and that was it yeah and I was like just like funny to me and you know like I just had a couple thousand followers that were gonna laugh at it or something like that and, then, and also too like, like for the like it's so your sense of humor like you are such a sarcastic yeah, yeah, yeah. bitch and it's like very it's like we all thought that was hilarious like that is yeah funny. like me and my yeah. friends we thought it was hilarious and yeah. then it just got picked up and next minute it's got like nine thousand retweets and just oh. people are just saying all kinds of things so there's like you know most people are just laughing like I think it's hilarious mm. and that's good it's like you're laughing with me you know what I mean but then there's yeah. the people that were just like 
more laughing at me and making jokes at my expense. And it was a lot of sexually charged comments oh. um, being like, tagging their friends I mean like oh be honest buddy like would you still fuck her and that kind of thing and like saying what they would do to me um uh saying it would be easy to rape me because I can't get away um just like it was a lot of comments and that was the first like kind of mass Mm. trolling I experienced and I didn't I kind of just my natural way of protecting myself is I kind of just shut off all emotions so I didn't get overly upset or anything about that I did read like most of it um I didn't cry over it or anything like that some of them I would um you know troll back because a lot of them were making the same joke over (laughs) and over like one of them was like I'll give her my third leg and it was like and by like 20 of them saying that so I just made a collage of them all saying it (laughs) And I was like, wow, these guys are so original. And it's like, <laughs> so they, they, they just like came up with a zinger when really like a hundred people are saying the same thing. It's just not funny at all. A real zinger. Like oh. that is like, that is like, that is like slapping the knees. Like, man, I got her. Like, <laughs> funny. Um, oh, and so that was that. And then I think within the week, it, it, it flew up on Reddit. Like someone posted that photo of me on Reddit. Oh my god! And I woke up to some DMs being like, "Oh, you're on the front page of Reddit." I have no idea what that means. I don't use Reddit, um, and it was just again, just like hundreds of comments, the same type of shit they were saying. It's, yeah, it's all the, yeah, yeah, all the same shit. And um, so mm. again, I, I had the same kind of response. I was like, mm, "I don't know much I can do about that." Mm. And uh, and then a, a journalist actually DM me, and she was like. I want to she saw like what was happening and how much I was being trolled and what people were saying about me and she said she wanted to write an article Mm. and I I I slept on it because Mm. I was like is this going to make things worse if I give her a comment I remember when you sent that you sent it to Liz and I and you're like do you think I should do this and then you're like I'm going to sleep on it and yeah it's such a hard thing to even I was just thinking is it going to make things worse and then I also Mm. thought at the same time it's not going to make people worse. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. going to like these people are going to be out there no matter what. It might bring some more to me, but I think that the overall res- result of someone writing an article about it would be that they would maybe get some more exposure to someone who looks like me, and they, um, yeah, might might change how they think about it like maybe they thought the way that these people do and then they see how ridiculous they look after reading yeah, this and article it can humanize it can humanize you yeah. like you're a person there's a person behind this but when they're saying yeah maybe they'll learn something like, about me and yeah i don't know yeah um yeah so i thought about it like that and i was like you know i'm not gonna get trolled worse than i already have essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so I, I gave her a couple comments. It was very short. And I just said, you know, like, I think these people are ridiculous. And um, it's sad that they say these things about me. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm proud of who I am and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, what I didn't expect as a result, like what I wasn't considering <laughs> when I was making that decision was that this was going to become worldwide news. Oh, and. Shit. <laughs> 
I was going to have dozens of media outlets reaching out to me, asking to write about me, and that my face would be on the front page of every major news website in the country, and that I would have my family, people I went to high school with, contacting me, being like, what the hell was happening? We just saw you in the news. And I'm not joking when I say worldwide. Yeah, it was everywhere. It was was like Germany, like France. Russia. Asian countries. Yeah. Everywhere. I was just having, and I could tell like where the news was hitting because my followers would just be like from a certain country. It would just be like this mass following from a certain country like throughout the day. Um, And... Mm. I, this was a time where I actually made a conscious decision not to read the comments yeah. because comments, especially on Facebook, on news articles are from people of a certain age demographic <laughs> are kind of a lot meaner than they are from Twitter trolls. Like mm-hmm. people that are reading news.com and commenting on Facebook are going to have much worse things to say about me than some like kid on Twitter. A kid on Twitter is going to make some silly comment, and a guy on Facebook who reads news.com, he's going to he's going to um, talk about how I deserve to I deserve all of this, and it's my own fault, and all oh that my- kind of stuff. Like that's what they're saying over there. They're saying you put yourself out there. What do you expect? I've got people who are trying to find out where I live. Um, that happened. Um, some guy like looked up my IP address and stuff, and then so I had to go through a whole like internet security thing. Like, it just, like, that was the one thing that made me panic was when I got home from work that day and I was, like, I logged on my computer and I bought up just a random new site and it was just my face was the first thing I saw. I was, like, that's what, like, made me cry for the first time. I was, like, this is way too much, like, um, this and the intersection of the internet to my real life. Real life, yeah high school people I went to high school with my family contacting me about it um that kind of set it over the edge was I can dissociate from the internet you know I can't dissociate from people in my personal life seeing these things and they get upset about it as well you know and that that's not a nice feeling um there's a lot of things that happen to me that I just keep to myself because they don't affect me personally but I know if my family knew about it or, you know, close friends, mm. I think they would actually get really upset by it. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, I make conscious decisions in what I share and what I don't share. Because yeah. some people, like, what they say deserves to be suppressed um, and yeah. not, um, I guess, passed on around to people I love, you know. And we also, Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, like, there's something that I know I, I see on your Instagram all of the time when this sort of thing happens. People are like, don't worry about it. Just ignore it. Just ignore all these trolls. And yeah. like, you know, when you do choose to respond to someone, you know, you've already read, say, hundreds or, you know, sometimes thousands of comments. Yeah. You might you might respond to one. But like, how does how does that feel when people are just telling you to ignore yeah. something that it, it it's such a big part of? Yeah, well, it's, it's ridiculous to because it's happening to you, you know. There's all this criticism about people who are like Instagram influencers and they only show like fakeness and the highlight reels and it's not a real representation of what life is like. And, you know, you get criticized for faking it 
and showing this fake amazing life and then if you share some bad things that happen to you you're fishing for sympathy um you shouldn't be feeding the trolls don't feed the trolls um when it's like look this is what I deal with like you said for every bad comment that I might respond to a bad dm that I might share with my followers there have been hundreds that have just gone to the ignored file you know and if I choose to pick one out and share it it's just keeping this representation accurate of what my life is like um and you're never going to see all of it no way but if if people think that I'm just on Instagram having a great time it's always amazing people are just like really nice to me as that's not the case so some people are really horrible to me and that's something that I have to push against Mm. in order to push representation of people that look like me so I've told you about this before Michelle like Mm. you've probably heard me before I've been like I don't want to do this Instagram shit like this is meaningless and I'll I'll have like this Mm. complex with myself where especially last year when COVID was happening Mm. and you know like everything just became like meaningless to me Pointless. I was like I don't yeah. want to model clothes why mm. do I want to model clothes people don't want to buy clothes they're dying you know yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I had this whole thing last year where I was like I don't want to why am I doing any of this this isn't helping people um and then obviously I you know have this comments where it's like these industries are going to continue and be large parts of our lives we're always going to have um products and models and that kind of thing and if I choose to opt out of that it's just one less person like me that people are going to be exposed to and when I do these partnerships and um you know work with brands that really care about representation the amount of positive feedback that comes back from it is incredible um Mm. the one that photo that has completely blown up my Instagram in the past uh, you know six weeks um came from a brand partnership and that brand has received an immense amount of positive feedback from that um and that's going to of course give them motivation to keep using um Mm -hmm. models that represent different communities um and you know people are going to say oh they're all in it for the money of course they are but if these brands see another brand use me as a model and they're getting a ton of engagement from it. They're getting their most liked posts ever. They're going to want to do something like that. If that's just for the money, I don't really care. As long as people like me are being seen more. Yeah. If we're being promoted, what that means in my everyday life, that when I walk down the street, people are more likely to have seen someone like me before. And they're less likely to gawk be like oh my god and say something ridiculous like oh my god it's so good to see you out and about like as though I'm meant to be sitting at home feeling sorry for myself they're gonna be like oh I've seen someone like her before maybe they've seen me myself so of course she's out doing her thing yeah that's normal so it's you know we we can criticize these brands as much as we want but why they're using um diverse models now but at the end of the day, it does, it trickles down and it makes a difference in my everyday life. Yeah. And everyone else in, in my community. 
So yeah, and I, I have think, to think about it like that. <laughs> that's exactly right. And from a personal spot in my my own life, my, I've got a little niece who's only three, and mm. she's um, she's got a disability, yeah. um, and um, also a cousin um, with a disability. But my my sister, who's my older sister, raising my niece and you know, already my little niece, she's so cute and she's sassy as and she's cheeky as. But, you know, my sister's constantly trying to find support networks and different avenues in which she can really grow Pearl's confidence. And um, she's heard people say disgusting, rude, horrible, nasty things mm. at my at this little beautiful little girl. And, and my sister's like petrified of sending her off to school and stuff. Like she goes to kindy now. But mm. it's people like you that my sister will look for and be, yeah. and I'm excited that you're on here as well. <laughs> <laughs> because people are, and my own family are looking for people like you to help us raise beautiful little people, yeah. and represent them and represent yeah. you know, their walk in life. And, and I know it must be really hard for you, but it's totally important. And yeah. I just have so much respect for you because it's like you're carrying the shit umbrella for people as well. You, know, <laughs> yeah. you try to protect the yeah. people in your corner that experience the same sort of trolling and stuff as you, and you're just carrying all the shit. I want to know where does that courage come from? Because man, I've had you know things in the past of like releasing a song and just hearing mm. something, you know. Yeah. Just, like nasty but just something that I didn't really want to hear yeah 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 um and I know how it feels and probably the same has happened to you before as well Mish but oh Shereen knows Shereen knows how uh, (laughs) sensitive I am to just the smallest amount of criticism so I'm constantly just blown away by uh I mean she Shereen inspires me to be just a way stronger person because I'm not so (laughs) you are so but it's like no I'm not but yeah. Courageous. It is it's courage. I yeah. think you are a lot more resilient towards comments than you used to be. <laughs> I think that you've found better ways of managing that. I think and I know you were conscious in how you approached that because yeah. um a lot of your um I don't know if I'm oversharing your own experiences. Like you were um you used to engage a lot with it. Yeah. Yeah, and you made the conscious decision to not engage. Yeah. Um, as much as you used to and I think that pretty was much at all the, the only thing I actually do yeah. engage in is positive stuff because I think if you yeah I, I it was a choice to show if you want attention if it, that's what you want I'll give it to you if it's positive yeah. stuff if it's negative stuff yeah. you're just not getting anything from me yeah so, yeah oh, and it I'm works even, it works for, yeah yeah for your I own mental I don't health yeah I don't even read stuff anymore I just if I've released a song and stuff I don't even read reviews and stuff anymore I just I yeah. just can't be bothered because you know some of the, some of the things that I feel are helpful is um if you can't let good feedback or bad feedback change what you're doing or like derail you and mm. if you wake up in the morning and you're happy with yourself and you're happy with what you're putting out there and all of a sudden a series of external things from that yeah. inner piece come and interrupt your day and all of a sudden by the end of the day you hate yourself that's not real like and that's Mm -hmm. why you have like shield yourself with that beautiful feeling of like I feel like really good about who I am 
Like that's where you've got to put that shield on yeah. and clean that shit off. Yeah. And it's hard to do though. But yeah, what do you, I mean, what do you guys do in yeah. order to shield yourselves from that? Because you're taking a lot of hits as well, Sheree, mm-hmm. and, and getting, you know, protecting your own family as well. So what do you, yeah. what do you practice? Um, I just want to touch on what you were saying about your niece and children. It's like one of my favorite things that I've had on social media is I've got, you know, friends I've made on social media that I've never met before and they've got children and they'll, they'll just send me a tweet and say something like, oh, my, my daughter um, saw your photo on Instagram. And she's telling me how much she wants to dress just like yours. And I, I just love it just so much. And it's just like, this yeah. is just a, a little girl just looking at a photo of me. She's seeing me and she just, she wants to be like me you know and it's yes. got nothing to do about me being an amputee or whatever and she's just so used to seeing someone like me that all she cares about is the dress that I'm wearing I just love it so much and it's one of my my favorite parts about posting on social media is messages like that where it's like oh like that's a difference there this this little girl just sees me as another another person like that's so cool to me um and it's because you know her her mom is showing her photos of me um just casually you know because I'm on her Instagram feed she sees me Mm. um I think that's great but um yeah I want to share that Um, it's so exciting it's it's encouraging it's awesome so when it comes to my courage I'm I'm a bit weird in that I am my most motivated state which I try to avoid is a state of rage um so if something angers me I will be very productive. Um, so when I get an extreme amount of trolls or something like that, I'm going to be very proactive in how I respond to it or not respond to it, or I'll do something out of spite of that person. If someone's being really nasty to me, um, I can choose to address that or I can choose to go, all right, you're being a dickhead. I'm going to go and do something great. And you're not yeah um it's like your your success is like it's like sticking it to them even more like the the yeah the more productive and more successful you are the more they lose (laughs) exactly and that's you know one of my motivations is when when people are, are nasty to me I can sometimes I do get enraged but that becomes productive for me. I don't think that rage is a necessarily healthy feeling, but all feelings are natural. So I can't stop all of them. Um, I think my most destructive emotion is sadness. Um, If I become sad, I will not do anything. I will just lay in my bed for a week, you know? And so that's Mm -hmm. something I have to avoid. And uh, sadness for me doesn't necessarily come from negative feedback. the sadness for me generally comes from just criticisms of myself and feeling like I'm not doing enough and that kind of thing. So when it comes to how I can be brave and um, deal with this stuff online, it's because I think naturally ever since I was a kid, I've had to shut things out because I couldn't go out to the supermarket with my my parents um, without people staring at me, saying things, pointing um in order to do anything I had to learn how to shut things out and dissociate from a lot of things because I couldn't leave the house without crying if I didn't 
Um, yeah, I remember so, when we first yeah. started hanging out, and I would get really <laughs> angry, and you were like, "I don't even, I don't even notice," because I would I see people staring at you or yeah. saying stuff, and I would fucking like the the death stares. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I still do. Yeah, my older sister was like that when we were kids. Yeah. She wouldn't like being in the supermarket with me because she would get very, she's very protective of me to this day, and. Yeah. If like I think even if we go out and about to this day and she catches someone staring at me, she's gonna say something. Yeah. Um, but when it's me and it's me all of the time, I can't do that all the time. No, it's exhausting. Um, I can't like I've done that in the past where you know if I've gone out and I'm in a bad mood mm. and someone stares at me a bit too long, um, or they're they're very rude about it. So you know I the double takes and stuff I'm not going to snap at someone over but I've had people who have you know just literally just stood there and just like like I'm like a couple meters away from me Mm. while I'm trying to do something and they're just like or you know something like that and I'm like you good like yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) you all right there are your eyes painted yeah yeah. Um, but but, I remember you you saying that a teenager I would fire off a bit and Mm. it's just there's something I've had to learn to manage. Otherwise, I would just be in a constant state of anger. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that to me. I remember you saying, I I can't let it affect me because I would just be angry all the time and I don't want to be angry all the time, which makes so much yeah. sense. Like, why would you want to yeah. exist like that? So you've just learned yeah. to shut that out. Yeah. And then there's some people like, oh, you should just like smile at them and say hi. And then it's just like... <laughs> That's oh, like a whole thing in itself as well. It's like I'm not here to be like you, you fucking poster child disabled girl. I'm just trying to get some groceries, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what I really struggle with is uh, people trying to empathize, um, and and they they literally don't have any context or they don't they can't relate, right? Yeah. And and it might be you know for you with you know or any any of us with something that's happened in our lives when people try to empathize but just not empathizing wisely can oh, be Shereen. like when they come and up and say Shereen. how they sprained ankle once and they, totally they were on crutches because they're on like, crutches been, for two weeks oh exactly <laughs> they say this happens to Sheree all the time in every I think bathroom we've ever gone to ever they'll just be like oh my god I was on crutches once too and Sheree's just like oh right. it's exactly <laughs> like it. are you totally get it then like, yeah <laughs> you understand my oh, and they'll tell me like oh my god I hated my life so much and I'm like cool oh, like tell me how me. much more you would hate to be like me let me know <laughs> oh my god that's exactly what I mean is that bullshit like trying to be empathetic and trying to relate but having and yeah. I feel like so many there's more people that do that than the people that are good at empathizing and relating yeah. with people well, most of the time it's just unnecessary as well. It's like if these people say these things randomly in public, it's like, can't you just say hello instead? Like if you yeah. wanted to spark up a conversation, you don't have to make it about me being an amputee. Like don't ask me what happened if you don't know me. That's a big no-no. Um, you don't go up to someone and ask, tell me about the most traumatic time of your life. Yeah, yeah. Stranger. Um, you don't go up to someone and ask them for their medical history. No. Um, there are there are people in the disabled community who disagree with this and they think that if anyone asks you something, it's great, an opportunity to teach and they can learn and stuff like that. It's like, cool. Like, I'm, I'm happy for them to do that. Um, but for me, um, I want to be able to go about my day without talking about the worst time of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I want to do that on my terms when I feel comfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't want to have to explain to a stranger um, what happens to me. If people, I will, then people are going to be like, oh, that contradicts you because you want to be an advocate and create representation and so on. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't mean I want to talk about trauma all the time. Yeah, you can choose those moments to be an advocate. You don't have to choose when yeah. you're just walking down the street or yeah. going to your yeah. job. Like- yeah, and like you're saying earlier, um, you know, there's, um, you know, about me carrying a shit umbrella and that kind of thing. There are people who I follow who do this stuff constantly, and I appreciate and I admire them so much. People who um, talk about their experiences on Instagram a lot more than I do. You will notice that. I don't post on Instagram a lot. Um, mm. I don't, when I do post, it's not always about me being an amputee. It's not always advocacy. I like mm. to keep a balance just for my, myself. And because it's more, I guess, well, it doesn't define realistic, you, you know, not everything is about, yeah, you know, it like I am defined, yeah. like uh, being an amputee is a defining factor of me, but it's not everything. Mm. It's um, not the only, it's not the only <laughs> factor. And it's also not the most impressive factor about you. Yeah. There's so much more amazing yeah. stuff about you as well but, it just happens to be yeah and I follow so many advocates who they put in a lot more work than I do and I as I have so much respect for them because I don't think I could handle um putting as much out there as they do and they're yeah. people who have helped me immensely because they've talked about their experiences and one of the things that got me to where I am was I found a, a girl on Instagram called Mama Cox who passed away a couple of years ago but she had the same amputation as me um she was an incredible model she was in like the savage Fenty runway she wow. was had deals with nike she was just absolutely killing it like the definition of killing it to me yeah. um and i remember i found her instagram page when i was in the gym like taking a break between sets and i just laid on the floor and i just like <laughs> went through Instagram and I sent it to Michelle. I sent it to everyone. I was like, look at this girl. Were, I like, totally remember when you did that and you were like, oh my God. And she was wearing swimsuits. This was yeah. before I did anything. Yeah, She was wearing yeah. swimsuits, showing like, um, you know, her scars, things that I still haven't, you know, gotten to. And yeah. I was like, holy shit. And that was literally a life-changing moment for me was finding her. Um, I, get, I get emotional talking about it because <laughs> she was just like, literally just like, a turning point in my life hmm. I totally remember that Sheree I remember how much that meant to you and obviously yeah. her passing how much that affected you as well yeah I was, was so sad a, yeah um, but she's such an amazing role model yeah real it paved the way for someone like you which is yeah just extraordinary but like if I know? can be that to other people it's huge hmm. it's so huge and she was just yeah. like yeah you gotta shout her out and you you should know some stuff because holy shit um, Sheree she would just have- yeah like everything I have like everything I put out there on Instagram now it's because I found her that's so amazing Sheree, yeah. you are you have emotions <laughs> I haven't <laughs> every time I talk about her I try not to cry but this time I did I'm joking I'm no, obviously being, I'm, I'm being very sarcastic but yeah I know, absolutely. I know but um she was just oh my god um yeah amazing that's amazing yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, actually I, a, a good segue into talking about Disability Pride Month and I know that that's something that you're really passionate about and something that I've seen that you wrote recently is that yeah. you, you're, 
you wouldn't change anything about yourself. This is, you know, how yeah. some people would be like, oh, you know, I would, I'd love to have not gone through the, you know, amputation or whatever. And yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no, this is, I, I accept myself. This is who I am. Can you talk yeah. about, I guess, um, coming into that acceptance and then I guess how much these advocacy, you know, things like Disability Pride Month and, and like how important yeah. they are? Um, so I guess it's so important because, you know, up until you know, most of my life, I, I wasn't proud of being an amputee and I would have done anything to change that and just to not be me. Um, I'd, I would have done anything up to a certain point in my life. And that was many things. It was um, not seeing anyone like me. Um, there was no one else in my town that was, you know, an amputee on crutches. I never saw that. Um, it wasn't anywhere on TV, that kind of thing. Um, I, like I said, it wasn't until Instagram that I started finding these people. And one turning point for me, I think I was about, I think it was about seven years ago, maybe. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, essentially, because, you know, I'd kind of lost love for styling. Like I was saying earlier back then, modeling wasn't really a feasible, like a realistic avenue for me because the representation movement wasn't happening yet um and I felt you know a bunch of people had always told me you know a disabled person what they do they go and do inspirational speaking and they inspire people and I was like oh am I meant to be like a public speaker or something and so I was researching public speaking and so what I was doing was looking for disabled people who were public speakers and I found uh, Stella Young's TED Talk. So Stella Young is a, a late disability advocate who is incredible. She's Australian and her TED Talk is called I'm Not Your Inspiration. And yeah. she talked about, uh, she basically coined the term inspiration porn, which is uh, the thing within the disabled community where the public will take us and use us as objects of inspiration to be grateful that you're not like us or if we can do something, anything can, because the bar is so low that if a disabled person can do something, you've got no excuse. And it's super condescending, you know? It's, and you'll see these feel-good videos going viral. It'll be like a disabled child taking their steps for the first time. And everyone's like, oh, bawling their eyes out over it. And it's like, okay, like, that's a super proud moment for that child and their family. But what are we doing here? Like, are we setting low expectations? Um, for disabled people, are we treating disabled people as equals? Um, you know, people are taking photos of me and posted them and going, oh, if she can do this, anyone can. You've got no excuse. And I'm like, what am I then? Like, if I can do it, like, am I just this useless, like, thing? If I can stand in front of a mirror and take a selfie, any, like, who can't? It's so weird. Like, I don't... It, it's very condescending and people will say that to me when I'm out and about, you know, at the grocery store, they'll be like, oh, you're so inspiring. And I'm like, I'm just getting some cheese. Um, mm. I'm sorry. That's not inspiring. Like just yeah. how low is your bar for me? Um, is your connection yeah, it's like you were saying, them? yeah, it was like you were saying before that um, the, the expectation for disabled people is that you'd just be sad and you'd be home all the time. Like you just, yeah. The, not like we'd be at a bar. Going out. Yeah. 
Yeah. We'd be at a bar and people come out and they'd be like, oh, it's so good to see you out. And it'd be like, so the expectation is that I'll be at home feeling sorry for myself yeah. and that the exception that I've, <laughs> I, I've gone out and I've overcome the world by getting a drink with my friends. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's why I guess this, you know, disability pride and this advocacy is so important because we need to give these accurate representations of who we are um I don't want people looking at me and feeling better about themselves um because they just make a judgment purely on my appearance as to what my quality of life is and um you know people come up and be like oh you know I was feeling so bad about myself because I hurt my back the other day but then I saw you and now I feel so better so much better and like you don't know a single thing about me but you just automatically assume that your life is better than mine yeah because I have one leg and you wanted to tell me that Mm. as well that's the wild thing (laughs) they wanted to articulate that in the moment they think it's like a compliment that I made them feel better but it's not and it's also just pointing out that they have this idea of what it's like to have a disability and that it's terrible. Yes. Um, so for me, disability pride is really vital in being able to advocate for ourselves because if we're not proud of who we are, where will we get the motivation to fight for access and inclusion? Yeah. Um, we won't have that motivation if we're not proud of who we are. Mm-hmm. And if people... So, for example, you know, and I, I did feel this way when I was younger. I was ashamed of being an amputee. But if that was the impression that I was giving people was that I hated myself and I was ashamed of being an amputee, that's going to pass through them and it's going to affect how they see other amputees. And they're going to think that it is shameful. Um, it's going to be this flow-on effect. So uh, it's that's another reason why you know pride is important because how we feel about ourselves is going to change how other people see us um and it's just yeah if if I felt like it was something I needed to constantly hide or put aside people would feel like they need to hide it as well they need to push it away wow yeah that's so cool yes <laughs> cool uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm totally moved honestly I yeah. just it, I have been my eyes have been like welling up at, at points <laughs> with you and um and yeah just so much like laughter and you just exude warmness and and courage and she's a cold-hearted bitch don't let you like don't get it twisted <laughs> no, no, when I need it when I need it <laughs> I'm so oh. joking she's um you are what, something special I love it. I think um, what I'd love to finish on is that one of the things that you wrote last year is that you feel like you could actually have a bigger impact on the world being disabled than not being disabled. I just yeah. felt, felt like that was such huge, just Absolutely. a beautiful, it's that's so huge. Cause you're just like, I could be a regular person living the world, but the, the way that I am is actually, it yeah. is having an impact. The, look, the way I see it, like disability is always going to exist. We can come up with as much, hot tech as we want 
you know, people will say, oh, don't worry about making the world accessible because soon we'll have exoskeletons and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, well, no, no one's going to be able to afford it, but go on. People <laughs> already can't afford wheelchairs and we've had them since before Melbourne was built. So yeah. let me know how everyone's going to get those. Also, mm. they won't work for everyone. Mm. Anyways, um, we're always going to have disabled people in our world. And the, you know, my work and how I advocate would not be possible and maybe I wouldn't have even become aware of any of these issues had I not had cancer when I was a child I could be completely oblivious to the disabled community and the issues that they face and I not to say that I know everything there are many things that I still do not know and am continuing to learn and by just being me and existing I'm opening other people up to that just purely by existing as an amputee and if I wasn't that'd just be one like less community around me that wouldn't be made aware of what we go through so if I can help be a part of that that that's cool with me yeah yeah Yay. Keep doing what you do. That's such a great, great spot to finish. I think it's been such a, it's a well longer chat than I expected, but um, (laughs) I, (laughs) I loved every minute and uh, Sheree, you know, I love you dearly and you are honestly just, just fucking amazing. And um, for those who like, there was a few little throwaway jokes that I had. Sheree and I have known each other. I've known Sheree (laughs) since she was a little baby girl um there's actually quite a big age difference between us which is why I've always considered myself like big sister or mama (laughs) Mama Mishi I do get very very protective of Cherie but I one thing I really want to say is like just how proud I am of seeing just how far you've come since we first met because it really it's actually it's actually mind-blowing and really phenomenal it really you really have come such a long way in just acceptance and just I, I'm just so proud of you and I'm just I'm really happy that we're able to um, you know from our platform make people aware mm. of you as well and just keep yeah. keep widening all the people that know about you and um, on that note where can people find you on social media so that everyone can okay. follow you and get another like <laughs> thousands of followers uh, okay so okay. on <laughs> social media I am Cherie.Louise C-H-E-R-I-E dot Louise and on Twitch, you can also find me as Cherry Pits. So C H E R R Y P I T S. I stream regularly on there as well. I just play random video games on there, and we just vibe. Stream so queen. Don't expect okay. anything too serious on there. Um, yeah. And Instagram, hopefully, we'll have some, you know, clickbaiting, you know, exciting stuff coming <laughs> up soon. But we'll see. Sheree streams as always gaming and then me coming on saying because I know nothing what's about happening. games. I'm like, hi, what's what are you are you winning the things today? Is Michelle coming in going, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand <laughs> this game. Or I've been sitting in there for half an hour going, I still don't understand what's happening. But anyway, it's, it's always a good time. But you yeah. can find Sheree on Twitch as well. So. Um but yeah. Did you so. want did you want some weird DMs to finish up? Right. Yes. yes, no. Let's you you sent like, it oh in the brief, but you didn't ask. Yes. We, we, we went over it. Well, we've just been going for so long. I was just conscious of your time, but like, can can you? <laughs> weirdest DMs. <laughs> but 
let's finish okay, let's go. Our, like let's go weirdest dms let's okay go. all right let's do you want to do you want to ask the question all right hang on um <laughs> I'm just I'm just scrolling back to the top of my folder real quick no but like let's (laughs) let's finish on um Sheree can you tell us about I guess some of the weirdest dms that you've got in your time it's everything let's let's end on a funny note all right okay let me have a look you guys can cut your favorites (laughs) um (laughs) okay just go to your folder go to your folder I've got a folder not gonna lie um okay (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read them in the voice. Okay. I'm going to read them in the voice. You are so beautiful. I'd marry you tomorrow. I would love to go somewhere with, with you and take pictures. And also, I'd carry you. <laughs> just lift um, you up and just take you around like a little backpack. Yeah. This is a comment on a photo of me. Okay. Who the fuck cares if she haven't got one leg? She is the hottest girl I saw in all my whole life. I can pay any of these surgeries because I need her because I love her. I need her. I could could pay any of these surgeries because I need her because I love her. What surgery is he paying for? Don't worry about it. What? Is he paying to like like get you a new leg or something what's he paying for I don't know <laughs> it's so funny like I've already oh, had the surgery bro yeah it's done it was done a while back um, <laughs> oh God. um want to meet up and go out to dinner I have a kind of odd sexual position that I think you'd be really good for goodness I hope that's not offensive or creepy fuck <laughs> Not at all, mate. Not at all. Not at all. You caught yourself before you went oh, too far. My God. We should start naming the handles <laughs> on the post. <laughs> Go and look for <laughs> creepy guys. Some of them are funny just because they don't make sense. Like they've used the wrong words. Obviously, like maybe they've used Google Translate or something, but it makes it funny. <laughs> yeah. So this one. I find you amazing. I would like to bed with you. My question is more of a quest. May I see your back and you naked? Wow, just straight to the point there. May I see your back? May I see your back? And and you naked? You want to kill me? (laughs) Just send her her a photo just of your back. Just like the back of your head. Uh, and you know the ones where it's oh like the people are saying that I'm photoshopped and stuff. The funniest oh, yes. one is someone's like, actually, I'm a photographer. It's so obvious that it's photoshopped. Oh, yes. like, How embarrassing! You're oh, a photographer, you're and you're saying, were oh. you like, didn't you reply? I replied, to and I was like, like, this is awkward. And then when they were yeah. like, I was like, it's literally me. Like, and they're like, I know, and I can literally see the shadow. <laughs> <laughs> what shadow? Okay. Oh so this one my I have god! To just describe so this man yeah. sending me photos of his legs, so <laughs> of his like knees down. Right. Okay. okay so multiple got... photos of his of his legs. legs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Legs right. and knees. Legs and knees. One okay. one of the photos he has a scab on his knee, and oh. he's sending me a photo of the scab plus the cream he's using on the scab. What? Yeah. And he's like, hi there. 
sexy lady, my dream. And then several more photos of his leg, one of his foot. Love your look. And he sent me a couple of photos of his apartment. Oh, what's the apartment like, though, Sheree? Come on. It, it looks like a, like a, you know, when you get like a tiny airport hotel? Oh, no. A a quarantine hotel. He's not warning you. He's not warning you with these photos. I'm like, what is this? If there was like a mating dance, this is not it. Like, you're not impressing. When you get a DM from a random person on Instagram and they send you an image, it's blurred for like your protection. And then you have to click it once and you kind of get like a blurred idea of what it is. And then so when I, clicked it first time I was like oh god this is gonna be a dick pic and then I clicked oh. it again I was like no it's just his knees it's his knees with the scab the and the cream the scab <laughs> is sending me I can't the scab. I, I'm gonna send it to you afterwards you can please share please we can share maybe oh. it could be in our um stories as well oh my god I'm dying so I'm dying um and I actually ended up replying to him because some of my friends were like we need to know why he's doing this and I was like so I replied I was like Hey, quick question. Why are you sending me photos of your legs? And he just repeated any reply going, hi, sorry, as it. And then sent me a photo of a weather map. A weather what? what? A weather uh, map. A, a weather map. Just you know, a- like the Bureau of Meteorology oh. with like the storms. It's like he sent what? me. Oh, wow. He sent me, a, wow. He sent me like a, a weather map. And then it was like. <laughs> And then he's like, "Thunder is here now." <laughs> oh my god! He's cooked. Oh my god! Oh my god! And then I was like, "Okay, but why?" <laughs> and he just wouldn't <laughs> He's like, "I say I love legs. Sorry, I show. I love legs. Oh, I love legs. Oh, You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong <laughs> place, buddy. I love my own legs. <laughs> oh my god! Oh okay. my god! What right, about the guy? So and then it's the like the more like the more usual would you consider selling your bras and underwear um yeah weird. do you remember that do you remember uh, that time when i was considering being your manager and just <laughs> pimping you out to all of the the German you wanted to porn. sell all of my stuff yeah i, to sell. I was just like let's go Shree. i think we can make some money here I'm like let's ask how much <laughs> Um, again i'm not being serious guys if you think I'm, this is a joke this is guy so this is i can't read all of this okay it's it's super weird but he sent like a, a big paragraph a novel a novel, a novel. like several paragraphs talking about himself right telling about who he is where he's from what he does um sends me like so he's like some kind of artist and he sends me like examples of his drawings and he sends <laughs> me I'm not even kidding about 50 pictures in a row I haven't replied this entire time he sent me 50, like, 50 pictures. pictures of yeah any and of um <laughs> They're just what are they all strange? Like yeah. they're not terrible. Like they're kind of like very artistic. Um, and he's sending me like a million messages, and he hasn't actually asked me a question the entire time. Oh. He just talked right. about himself, and cool. the only question he ever asked was like, um, "I hope you like them" or some shit like that. It's oh, not even really a question. It's just a statement. Which is not even. <laughs> and then, and then. <laughs> Like when I would obviously not respond and then I would be posting Instagram stories and he would reply and be like, well, I tried. Bye. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the expectation. So... Oh, my God. Well, I tried. So Another great one is um, 
are you a model or a goth? I don't care you not have a leg, but you think you are so beautiful, girl or goth? Girl or goth? Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> You're like, why not both? Why not both? Can be a model and a girl and a, and a goth. Absolutely not. Be one of, pick yeah, one yeah. Of them. This is unacceptable, Shree. You um, have. And, and that same guy that sent me all the novels. So I posted a picture of Biddy and he replied to that and he goes, oh, Biddy's your cat. And I thought you cared. <laughs> what? What gave you that impression of all of the times I responded? What what gave you the impression that I cared? Okay. It's so funny. Oh, people are dicks, honestly. Okay. You are hot. I love your five those. Can I suck them? Oh. Those. You're so. about toes with an eight. <laughs> so. So. So now there's like a meme in my Twitch channel that's like, show them those. Show them your toes. Oh my god! Oh, that's hilarious. Those oh, are amazing. Okay, we're almost, we're almost. I've only started archiving them in the past. I like, know. I love weeks. the archives. This is so good. Um, okay, that was that one. Hi, you're very beautiful and sexy. You do know there is a way to grow a whole leg back like a starfish does, don't you? Not many people know it. There is a lot more hope than what most people think. Would you like me to say what I know? And again. <laughs> You're very beautiful. Did you say, oh. let me just clarify this. He said, would you like me to say what I know? Like this is a, he's going to tell you the secret he of growing knows. your leg. He knows. That he knows. He knows how I to grow I fucking love it. Dude. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> this one is so weird. You are uniquely beautiful. It's like I made you. What? Wow, that's what? that's creepy on a level. <laughs> what does that, that even I... mean? What? That's I don't know. It's like I made you. Be like a doll maker or something. Yeah, like it's so what does that even mean? creepy. <laughs> Pino, Pinocchio's day. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite ever comment on one of my photos. It's just it's very simple. It's it's genius. Okay, okay, okay. it just says, "Wear leg." <laughs> No full stop. Where? 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 Leg. Leg. Where? <laughs> Not even a question mark. My favorite. There's also another meme in my Twitch now. Oh, where leg? Where, where leg? leg. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. I love um, it. What else have we got? <laughs> Throw off your ass. <laughs> Throw off your ass. Throw, okay. Where are you throwing it? What's happening there? <laughs> throw off your ass. In a circle? Just, I don't know. Um, okay, we've only got a couple more. I fuck you till death. Oh, good. Yeah. Do you have Everyone's... any say in this? Or this aggressive. Is just, yeah, it's very aggressive. Ooh. Very. I mean, it doesn't yeah. seem like there's much consent going on there. They're just, just you, letting you know. Letting you know yeah, just letting me know. Just letting you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean it's um, nice yeah, to like, let you know though. It was good that he came, kind of gave you a yeah, heads up that heads was up. Yeah, just to let you know. Um, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. you to death. oh my gosh. Yeah, oh, so that's my uh, my little that's your um, 
Maybe we should do a um a like weekly update. <laughs> What yes, Sheree got this week. That is just a little segment. Just a little yep. check in. Um, yep. Sheree's archives. I love Sheree's archives. Where? She could. Yeah, that's it. That's where amazing. Leg. Just a we little, can call just it wear leg. Wear leg. Yeah, wear just leg. a wear leg update. Um, this is just a little peek inside the reality of Sheree's DMs. The first episode, Sheree, that we did that went to um, went live. Uh, two days ago um, I was talking about how I just never get dms um, ever and like I sometimes wonder if I'm alive and that why doesn't anybody harass me so I have to live Air dm yeah we're dm I just have to live, live vicariously through you I feel like you make up for all of I the fact that I don't get any 100 no. a week from strangers yeah, no. dms a week oh wow we're going to be sharing See. some of the juicy dms that you've been getting and Michelle's already said she wants them to be sent her way. <laughs> Where leg? I'll take I'll take on some of the DMs. I'll just you know I'll flag. <laughs> I just sent you my two favorites. Oh, oh awesome! We need to we you can show show Tammy the scabs. Oh <laughs> yes, heavy legs. <laughs> keen, keen is that uh, weird? Amazing. I'm not keen in that way. I just want to see the scabby legs. It's so weird. Uh, oh, great. All, all right, right. Well, well, I'm going to um, let's finish up the podcast and say mm-hmm. goodbye to Cherie. Um, thank you so much for your time. We super appreciate Bye. it. We definitely Thanks will have, have a, little, um, a little catch up and get some uh, new wear leg updates. Oh, <laughs> it has <laughs> been absolute gold having you on here. Honestly, I just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm blown away. You're so awesome. Oh. And um, thanks for coming on. You're killing it. Killing it. We need, to, we need to coordinate that, don't we? we, we need no, that to was perfect. That it was okay, so cool. aligned. Yeah, yeah we're so always out of time. Someone's behind <laughs> the other one. All of it. Split seconds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Podcast number three. That's good. It is. We're, we're, it's early. All right, guys. Signing off. Catch all you right. later. All right. Bye. 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 